Spring Training Coverage presented by Kona Big Wave. D-back Spring Training. Live from Salt River Fields at Talking Stick. Burns and Gambo on Arizona Sports 98.7 and the Arizona Sports app. Twitter poll question here in just a few minutes. Uh, Mitch is back there in the Oxygen Community Studios. Uh, and he's got our Twitter poll question, but we are hanging out here at Salt River Fields. We're watching the D-backs. One of our good friends comes up to say hi. I, I felt obligated. I, I wasn't going to just walk by. Well, no, yes. I, and, and, and we don't and have like, any friends. So we, well, that, I, that's why I stopped. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, waited for a break at least. Yeah. Well, and so we had to reward that. <laughs> We're like, Steve, come on with us. Let's talk baseball for a minute. Steve Berthume, Diamondbacks TV play-by-play announcer, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show, walking by. Good to see you, man. How's the offseason? Besides short. Short. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was great. I, I shut it down. Off-season, I, do, I tell my wife, as long as it doesn't involve a bus, a plane, or a hotel, I'll do whatever you want. So I, I shut it down. I watched the playoffs all through October. Obviously, that was a little extra special this year. But just quiet. It, I like the quiet. I like peace. Because yeah. even during the season, as you guys know, when I'm home, I'm not home. I'm prepping, and then it's off to the park. I leave the house at 2. I'm back at 10.30, 11. Although last year made a big difference, let me tell you. I mean, I got home 45 minutes earlier. With those night. quicker games. With the quicker games. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a, that's a game changer it for, is. for everybody. Um, and it worked out great. You know, people could watch it. It's quicker. I think and the extra, everybody and, enjoyed it. And you don't worry about the 15, 16 inning extra inning game anymore either. That's that's that was a terrible thing. Nobody likes those. No, games. no. I there's two hundred people in the stands. It's the sixteenth inning. Right. It, 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 I to me, it's a player safety issue too. They that needed to go, and they shaved another two seconds off the timer this year. We're down to eighteen seconds with runners on base. So, uh, all full speed ahead. Well, I'll you keep, guys are here, so yeah. hey. I'll continue to, to say this. You are one of the best at what you do. Oh, I, nice. I, I really do. Nice. I mean, I, nobody preps the way you do. Um, <laughs> no, you really do. And I always say this to you. I go, listen, I know everything about the Diamondbacks, right? This is my job. This is what we do. We watch the Diamondbacks. But you do such a good job. I don't know everything about all the other teams, okay? Right. My job is to know the Diamondbacks. And Diamondback fans know the Diamondbacks. But nobody's looking through baseball cards anymore and, no, and trying to understand everybody's batting <laughs> average, how many hits, and what, what teams they've been on. But you do as good a job as anybody I've ever known at really, you know, giving me the information on the other team, how they got this player. It was a trade. It was a signing. And just tell me about the other team. I really appreciate that. Well, I appreciate that. That means a lot coming from both you guys. And it's, look, when I got here, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Like, I had done seven games in my life, and Derek and I talked about that when I got here, and it's been a process for me, and Bob has been unbelievably patient, as have the fans and everybody. So I feel like now I've kind of settled in. This will be season 12, which is really hard to believe. But the, to your point, that's like, like, give me this guy's life story in two pitches. Who is this guy? I might not know, like, you know, what's Evan Carter's deal? Uh, how long's Marcus Simeon got left on his contract? What are they paying, you know, this guy, that guy? What's Jack Leiter's story? When yeah. was he, you know, people might not know that, to your point. So Same I try to... Classes as Corbin Carroll, yeah. same grad, yeah, all of that stuff. But like. just give me the big overview, and I got to be able to get it in in like two pitches. And, and any more than that is too much, I think. So that's sort of my measuring stick. Uh, Steve Berthumer, guest here on the Burns and Gambo show, uh, and not to single one player out over the other, but I'm just curious: off-season move that made you sit up and go, "Huh, look at that." That the Diamondbacks did that. That the move that made you kind of sit up in your chair and go, "Okay, you have my you attention. attention. I see you now. I got it." Uh, that's a good question. I would say Jock for me. Okay, I I figured 
Eduardo Rodriguez, and I'm certainly I don't have any particular insight on this, but I thought Eduardo Rodriguez would be a target because of their relationship with him going back to Boston. He fit what they needed, a lefty, a veteran guy. Money-wise, it was right about in their wheelhouse, four for 80. So that didn't surprise me so much. Um, I thought Jock Peterson, the first thing I thought of was when they signed him was, well, wait, he's a lefty. We have all these lefties. Then I looked at it. If you look at where Jock will likely hit in the order in somewhere, a bunch of fifth, correct, fifth, sixth, seventh in there, that's all righties. If you go Guriel and Walker and Gino Moreno. and yeah, Moreno, um, left hand works. So then when you get Jock, you go, well, who's going to be the right hand DH? Is it Rivera? Um, then they go out and get Randall Grichik, which is a great move for me because he's the right-hand DH if you want to do that. He can play center if you want to sit Alec Thomas against a tough lefty. That checked a lot of boxes. They needed slug. That, to me, was their number one thing they had yeah. to do. They needed slug. They needed to hit some more home. They, they won the pennant with a negative run differential. That's hard to do. So I think they did a wonderful job of addressing their needs. And this is the first time, as Mike has said in a long time, maybe since he's been here, that he wasn't uber-focused on the bullpen. And I think the bullpen's in really good shape. You so, you long answer to short question as usual, Jock Peterson. Yeah, you didn't realize. I mean, maybe you did in the moment, but when you sit back and you look at the lack of production from the quote-unquote designated hitter last year for the Diamondbacks, yeah. it was glaring. I mean, it was if compared to what that position's kind of supposed to be and what ideally you would want it to be, they really missed out on having that. And it, it did seem like it was in a unique way to address it, kind of a two-for-one as opposed to like an all-in-one one package with a J.D. Martinez or or somebody along those lines, but it really that needed to get addressed, didn't it? I, I like the signing of Jock better than, say, bringing J.D. back um, because he's the left-hand bat, because if you look at his barrel rate, exit velocity, get into the super nerdy stuff, well, he was in the top 10%. He still barrels up the baseball, and that ballpark likely smothered some of his production a little bit in San Francisco, so I think it's been a, a, a terrific signing. It's exactly what they needed. Me and you go way back when you and when I talk about both catchers, very old, very old. Yes, when I when I I love talking you about more than me. Catchers, yes. me, yeah, I'll be, I'll be fifty eight later this year. Um, my, you know, back when I grew up, it was the heyday of great catchers in baseball. Johnny gonna, Bench with the Big Red Machine, Carlton Fisk with your Red Sox. Wow, you gave me Fisk before Munson. I never oh, would have had that because of your team. And then I obviously Munson, who was better than Fisk by a Whoa, lot. Whoa, hello. Yeah, Munson was better than Fisk. But even you think of like Daryl Porter and Jim Sundberg, and you think all the, you know, the great catchers there were. Um, I, I look at Gabby Moreno, and man, I don't know if to you, but he is such a throwback to me. He is such a throwback. To the great catchers that that I grew up watching. Now I don't know if you know you don't play as much. Those guys used to play 150 games. These guys, you know, you don't do that now. You don't wear your catcher out. But I I, I have a feeling he could end up being one of the top catchers in baseball for a long, long time. Well, I think he already is for one year, but for sure, I totally agree. And you know, this is a game now in our culture. You need stars. Like it's all about stars right now in any sport. Gabby Moreno's a star. Like he's getting, he got, he got to that level for me very quickly in the way that he connected and the fans identified with him. Corbin and Gabby, I think, are the stars here. Cattell Marte is on another level, player-wise, ability-wise. But to me, like we had our uh, our MVP Fan Fest event last weekend, it, Gabby and and Corbin got the two biggest hands, way above everybody. Else. Really? I, I, yeah, for me, the, the the people have loved Gabby for obvious reasons. When he hit the two back-to-back homers off Lance Lynn, one of them was foul, of course, the yeah. other wasn't. That was 
nobody's ever seen that before. Like, that just cemented him for me of where he is with the fan base. I, I totally agree. I'd love to see them lock him up long term oh, to some yeah. kind of, a, you know, hometown discount. Give me seven, eight years at this number kind of a deal. Hopefully that's in the card somewhere down the road. But I totally agree. He's he's a tremendous talent and he's a star. All right. Uh, when when do you guys do – did you do a spring game this past weekend? We I did one on Saturday. Okay. Um, we, have, we do five every spring. We do one of the two games we play at Chase at the end of the spring training okay. as a as a ramp up for the production team. Um, we're back with MLB this year, which is they've been phenomenal. They are. We have a rail cam on top of the first base dugout. We have a wire cam zipping back and forth behind third base. Major League Baseball Productions has been phenomenal. You like it better than what was the old Bally Sports Arizona? We imp- in my mind we improved our production quality overnight by a thousand percent. Wow. 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 New cameras, new microphones, new graphics, new animations, everything. They have been fantastic. That's good stuff. Yeah. Thanks for uh, letting us flag you down for a few oh, minutes. Oh, thanks. Good for, to see you. I good just wanted to, see to you. say hi. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see you guys all winter. I know. I, I, they didn't call. They didn't write. I'm not getting angry texts from Gambo during games. This guy stinks. Oh. Why don't oh, they trade him? Just wait. <laughs> just wait. I mean, just wait. It, it's, trust me, it's coming. Uh, come it's, on. A lot of my texts are good texts, too, right? Better you on negative. Yeah, you're, you're more fit. 50-50 lately yeah, than you have yeah. been. Yeah, I'll give you credit for that. Okay. You're, I think you're turning into an old softy friend. Yeah, I might be. I might be. I yeah. text you during games, but it's hardly ever mean stuff. That's right. Bernsey has big picture stuff. Like, uh, exactly. Yeah, he's You're yeah. the voice of reason. This one, yeah. it's just like the show. It's pretty, pretty much. Like the show. Pretty much. When we text you, it's pretty much like the show. <laughs> it's happier times. I don't have to ask him, like, why is Alex Avila playing? He's, he's volume. <laughs> he's angry. I'm low-key measured you rational. You can't have yes. two guys yelling at each other. Otherwise, it turns into something on ESPN. <laughs> Steve Berthew. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Create debate. All Hello. that stuff. All right, Steve. Thanks for coming by. We appreciate it. Thanks. Steve Berthew, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show.